And uh, he asked, what's your name? I was like, Logan. He's like, that's so cool. My son's name is Logan. And I was like, <gasps> like, I was like, so you like, are his oh son now. <laughs> and, then I, and then, you know, they got me back to my seat. And my dad was so excited. He's like, you're never gonna wash that hand again, are you? Oh. We used to be kids. Now we're not. Something happened in between. This is the Broken Youth Club. Eighteen years today that we've been together, which you made the joke this morning that our relationship is officially an adult. We can smoke now. Yes, here we go. <laughs> um, but we were trying to clean up because we have a babysitter coming, so we can just we're not even actually going on like a real date. She's going to be here for a few hours, and we're just going to like we never really do. Like we're just going to like go to Target, yeah. and we are going to get dinner, but it's not like a. I don't even know that I'll change. Like it'll probably just be a a chill. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so like we were trying to clean up a bit and you walked in front of the big window and looked down. And you're like, mother fuck. One of our trees fell at mm, some point mm. uh, last night or this morning, um, fell over the driveway and our driveway does like a big loop. So we can still get in and out without cutting the tree apart today, yeah. which ultimately we are we ran out of time and we're not going to get that done today. Um, but it was like, well, fuck, I need to go buy a chainsaw. We don't even have that stuff. We have like a tiny little hatchet. Um, but we just didn't like need to buy the chainsaw yet. Not since so we've we been just out here, yeah. But so we just be... didn't. Um, and I knew I knew it was gonna be a little expensive, whatever. But between the chainsaw and the axe, and then the things you need for the chainsaw, I spent like five hundred dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it really just never stops. Mm -hmm. I go to the hospital. You go get your emergency dental shit. Then a whole ass tree falls down. And it's like, can it help? Yeah. Like, just stop it. And then I go to leave. And one of the neighbors kind of like flags me. She's outside. And this is a neighbor that like has not spoken to me at all. But we're really only going to share this story because we need to know like are like am i the asshole yeah this is a good it. like uh we, like weigh-in situation yeah i don't know yeah it's one of those where i don't know if there is a right or wrong answer but it is just like a no like oh nobody when you're a kid you don't think about these types of situations with adults but yeah here it is <laughs> so the way that our like driveway is it's like you know you pull in and there's it's a shared driveway there's three houses ours included that share this driveway um, and the first little bit of it from the first person's house, they chose to put blacktop down literally just from their driveway, which is the very first one whenever you come mm -hmm. into the drive down. So it's like literally think of, it, think of it like a like a hangman's noose. Like we own the noose and like the little hangman's knot, and the drive to get into that is like the rope. Does that make sense? Am I describing it visually very well? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, it's a loop. You can go with that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, and then yeah, like you pull into you, you go the the blacktop, and then it's gravel for the rest of the way. So the second house is gravel, and then our entire driveway is gravel because our driveway is like a fifth of a mile. Yeah, loop. It's pretty long. 
Um, and a lot of linear feet. Yeah. And when we first moved into the house, we realized that it needed gravel mm-hmm. because uh, there are two spots specifically where it's kind of steep. And um, we we moved in in like March and it was uh, super slick. Like there was it was clearly the, the gravel needed redone. So we literally did it. That was one of the first things we did. When mm. We hadn't even technically moved in yet. We had closed on the house. We had gravel put in. And we had the gravel taken basically all the way around our driveway and then down to the blacktop. So included that little bit of the driveway. It was just a top off. It wasn't new, fresh. Like it was... It wasn't like uh, just mud. Like there was existing gravel right, there. but it had definitely it was been just like packed down and hadn't been. It had definitely or, been years yeah. since they had put new gravel in. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we did that. That was fine. Um, and I've noticed um, for sure over the year that we've lived here that like some of that gravel has transferred down all the way to the road. So like onto the blacktop, not a lot of it. You obvi- It's still very obviously blacktop. But from us driving, from the other neighbor driving it, uh, the neighbor that put the little bit of blacktop in also has a gravel driveway. It's all leading to the same spot. And yeah. so, yeah, like whenever we all drive it or whenever you plow, like some of that gravel gets transferred all the way down to the road, right? That's like how it works when you live on a hill. Um, so anyway, she like flags me down and I literally don't even know her name. Like she has not spoken to me at all, um, which is like, you know, it's like whatever, I guess. You know, we're not we've never been like people that are super close with our neighbors. Um, but like her daughter has come up a handful of times over the course of the year that we've lived here and she'll stay for like hours. I'll go get all of us Starbucks. Like we've been super, super kind to her kid. Yeah. Um, they, they use like a portion of our yard to like throw toys with their dogs and stuff, which yeah, no, the, the, it was like a standing thing where they just kept doing. So our, the previous owner was, uh, he lived by himself. He just didn't care, I guess. And let them, <laughs> Yeah, play fetch with their dogs basically on the lower half of our property. Yeah. And when we moved in, we're like, yeah, yeah I mean, that doesn't really bother us. So as long so long as it doesn't like interfere with us being able to be outside or But like that was a conversation you and I had. had. Yeah. The neighbor has never said anything to us no, about it. No, there has been no questions asked, like no permission actually explicitly given. And then also, which again, it's like I wouldn't even I'm not weird about a lot of stuff, but it's like this guy this guy and his wife that fl- flagged me down today, like they don't even wave at us when we dr- yeah, when we drive little, in. You know, we always just do a little, "Hey, how are you?" It's just ca- interesting. Yeah. They don't even wave at us, so it just feels like a little standoffish. But then, like they also do use our yard, and like we are so kind to their kid. Is I don't- that us because we're from the Midwest and it is normal? But like- the other neighbor does always wave at us. Always, the okay. other shared house on the drive. Yeah. So anyway, she flags me down. And she basically is like, hey, I know that it's not like ill-intentioned, but uh, when you guys put the fresh gravel in, you should have had them pack the gravel because when we get the heavy rains, which we haven't even had heavy rains, uh, the gravel just washes down the hill. And now it's like on the blacktop. And we need to be clear. If I were I want to go down there, by the way, just for my own peace of mind. The the part that we're talking about 
Like we live on a hill, but that part isn't really like super steep. So it's just like, to me, I see normal wear and tear of like pulling out of the drive. You're going to pull some. It's not like a 45 degree angle, like a steep hill that you're pulling out from the from the gravel part where a tree is. We're getting boring with this conversation. but Yeah, we're giving too many. So anyway, yeah, stop it. Just, just, I'm just saying. So anyway, so anyway, she tells me uh, that the gravel is washing down and then it's sitting on the blacktop. And so then when all of us are driving over it, we're damaging the blacktop, which I can't tell that it doesn't look damaged to me, but I don't fucking know anything about anything. And she was like, you should have had somebody pack it. And I was like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. We've never had a gravel driveway before. Like we, I don't even know who I would call to do that. And she was like, well, usually it's just like an add on. And I'm like, oh, the people like they didn't even mention that. You told me. And, I'm and like, like That's I not- grew and like I grew up with um, a driveway that has an incline to it that is a tenth of a mile and gravel. And my dad never packed the no. gravel like you pour it you in fact we grate the gravel so that it's not packed yeah so i'm just confused but i'm just like i'm such a no conflict type of person i'm immediately like oh my gosh i'm so sorry like we had no idea we yeah. were supposed to do that and she was like well yeah no i know it's not like ill intention but like um you know we're gonna have to get somebody out here to like clean this up yeah. and i even said immediately i was like oh well i'm happy to share the cost with you on that because i'm thinking in that moment right there, you're telling me that, I, that I'm that i damaging your property or something, mm. which I'm like, me. And she was like, well, I mean, we're just going to like come out with brooms and like sweep it off. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I'm- my immediate question in all this is like, okay, all right, everybody here. We did it to be nice. We extended the amount of gravel we had down to like the shared area all the way to like to basically to the pavement which is where the gravel was. We just retopped it so that our neighbors down to the left also had gravel. So it was like, hey, we're doing this and we're not even going to ask anybody for like monetary input here. It's just like, hey, new neighbors, go throw some gravel down. It's like goodwill basically. Yeah, because but it- nobody offered to like. So my question is like, okay, then if we're damaging it. So whose part of the driveway belongs to who? If this is all shared and there is no HOA, who's who? who does this belong to? Well, and I, th- I think what's frustrating for me is like, okay, there's it's not the gravel coming from our from the top of our driveway getting washed down. It's not like that. No, I, I so I feel it's like, like we this is this some is some this is some gravel that is coming from an area of the driveway that we use, but also the other neighbors use. And then again, the the neighbors that are kind of complaining about it also have gravel in their driveway. They only yeah. blacktopped this little part. To get into of the, the driveway off the road, yeah. which she said in hindsight, she wished that they hadn't done because she thinks it makes that part of the driveway slicker when it's uh, snowy out or whatever. Um, and so for me, it was, you know, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like fucking bad. Like I don't want to, I, I don't ever want to be like the in, the unintentional asshole neighbor. I didn't know that we were supposed to come out here and sweep off the gravel from the blacktop at the end of our shared drive. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, we paid for all of the gravel yeah, nobody, that yeah. is that is benefiting all of us because mm-hmm. it's on a part of the driveway that all of us share. Um, so also, like, if we paid for the gravel and then something needs to happen where this gets swept off, 
Like, why isn't it a group effort then where like we paid for this stuff? Why don't you guys come out and sweep it if it bothers you? Because the problem you- is they only paved their like part of the shared part. Does that make sense? Like- so it also feels like maybe if you don't want gravel on your blacktop, you should sweep it off. Yeah, that's your maintenance. Because you also have gravel in your driveway <laughs> and your part of the driveway that goes all the way up to your house. But then like the other neighbor, it's like, how do you know that this is gravel from my car? It's gravel that I paid for, but it's gravel that is in a shared part of the driveway. Gravel that, yeah. And it just (laughs) felt like, it just felt petty because then I come back, I'm I'm walking around Lowe's. This happened today. That's why that we're talking about. (laughs) I'm walking around Lowe's and then I go into Ace Hardware and I'm like, I'm just thinking the whole time. I'm like. It just feels petty because we don't say anything to you at all about your dogs yeah. running through the yard. Yeah, I literally, or the- I got myself more angry because I was sitting there like just thinking about it. It's like, it's no big deal. Just leave it, whatever. Like fucking when we do our the next round of gravel, I'll just start it 20 feet back and be like, y'all, you all can fuck with all that down there. I'll just do my own fucking my my loop. You guys can handle the knot in the news or whatever. I, I'm, it made me so mad when I started then because then the neighbor literally came out of his yard, came over, walked on to our uh, property, walked over to the tree that fell over and was like analyzing it and touching it and throwing b- fetch with his, his dogs. And I immediately had the thought of like, I wonder what their thought would be if I just randomly just in a couple hours took my dogs over, walked in their backyard in their fence and just. Didn't even give him a wave, nothing, and then just tossed with my dog. Well, like, th- how weird is that? Yeah. Well, and I thought too, it was like she was like, and like when he plow, when your husband plows the driveway, he should be plowing up, not down. And it's like, okay, well, one, whenever he tries to plow up, when there's a lot of snow, you don't have traction because that part is slick because of the blacktop. I also plow down so I can go all the way into the street so I can get the entire road for everyone. But that's I'm the, being yeah, nice. that's that's the second thought. It's like. You know, my husband also could just plow our circle of the drive and then leave the shared part for like anyone else that wants to plow it. Like I will. You are arguing about how he's plowing when like you're you go up and down that part because you have to. But also like but also it's like a kind thing you're doing and yeah. they're like, "Hey, you're not doing that right." Like I don't know, dude. It just I think if I had had like any other kind of relationship with her, I would feel very differently about it. But Especially instead, it's the, like I think Gal- the problem is like again, I I feel like we have thrown out a handful of like things of goodwill here, and it's like not only are they just totally whiffed and not received, but like on top of that, we've gotten some like kind of like eye roll things, and at a certain point, you do just well, you and- know what? Fine, fuck it. Like I'm not gonna continue. Like I'm 33 years old. I don't fucking care. If you like me as your neighbor, you know well, what I mean? And like, literally like like four days ago, one of their dogs like ran off from their house and ran up to like the side of our house up the hill to the side. And I literally I gave Oliver one of our dog biscuits and was like, hey, go out there and grab that dog yeah. because the dog knows Oliver. And it's like you could help them. Yeah. And so Ollie literally got out and got their dog, gave it the treat and walked it back down to them. Yeah. And like that was like a that again, we don't know you from anyone, but that's us extending a, oh, hey, I see you need some help. And rather than make you walk all the way up this hill to try to get your dog, like 
we'll go out and we'll give it a treat. Then yeah. it'll come to us. We'll take it down to you. Like, so then off of the back of that for them to be like, hey, you should have had your gravel packed, which I, I I called my dad. I was like, dad, is this something I fucking forgot? Like, I didn't know. My dad was like, I've never packed my gravel. Like, you pour the gravel, you spread the gravel, the gravel's there. Yeah. He it's said it's supposed if, to filter. If you pack and, it, it doesn't do as much of a filtration. Andy was like, that's and what, if that's you, my, thought, my dad was like, if you, service. if you are getting rain that's that heavy, the gravel's going to move regardless. But I'm like, it, but it's not even raining heavy. I think the gravel's literally there from all of us just driving. driving on, that's what, that's what I was like, saying. Like, <laughs> the, the, yes, there is a little bit of a pitch. But I think we're in, like visioning this steep hill where gravel's just like falling off a cliff. Like it is not that it is like you would look at it and go, oh, this is pretty flat. Like it's just, just like literally over literally over the course of a year. This gravel has been here a year. Yeah. Picked up in tires, moved like kids riding on their bike, whatever it is. Yeah. Like gravel's going to get on that. Like I didn't know there was some like thing that I was supposed to get out there with a broom and sweep the bottom of the drive for everyone. Like well, who's who where are the rules here? Why am I I was when I was talking to Dive Engine too, like these guys also have like multiple vehicles, but also both of those neighbors that we share the drive with have big RVs. So how do you know that you're not pulling the gravel down whenever you're driving your backing RVs in and out of here? Yeah, yeah like, because you guys fucking... all have but again it's like I just I don't even see the damage. At yeah, all. What's the like fucking... how is this gravel damaging your my, thought, my my immediate thought was just like one, I wasn't I didn't you did that before I bought this house and there was nothing in the sale of this house that said I was supposed to like help you maintain like sorry, that's just it's not there, so I'm not and if there's no like courtesy extended, like this you figure it out then. It, it's yours. But at my also immediate thought is like Yeah, you that was your choice. No one asked you to do that. So you did that. That's like me going out there and laying some like fine brick in the middle. I, I wanted to put, I love the brickyard so much. I'm from Indiana. I love it so much. I want a piece of home. I'm going to lay, hey, it's all shared, right? Well, who cares? There's no rules here. So I'm just going to lay uh, like a nice three foot brick strip right at the beginning so I can cross the brickyard 400 every time I come. I love that. But hey, you are not allowed to drive on that, like with those type of tire. Like I'm gonna uh, request that you get a special type of tire, and help me maintain this. It's like it, it feels it so far fetched. Like you can just choose to put a finishing down without, like th that's I think what HOAs would be for is a specific thing like this. So there is a governing like rule that says like no, you are all equally responsible for this and that. But that's not what I think. The energy it gives me is like if we would let the kids go down and like do sidewalk chalk on it. And then they asked me to wash the sidewalk chalk off. Yeah. That's like the energy it gives me like, yeah. Hey, this is mine and yeah. you can't do anything. And, like, and again, if you, and if the argument is like, well, gravel will damage this, then may I go back to circle to point one of then you should do the whole shared area. Don't put a half ass job where there's gravel. You're going if you put pavement next to gravel, and ex and people transition from that gravel to the pavement daily. Yeah. Guess what? You're going to get gravel on that pavement. That was your choice to put that there. And it's not such mine. a small piece. It's literally like the length of like maybe two cars. Like it's such a small piece of blacktop. 
I can't even imagine that it was worth the money. But anyway, but me, if it was me, whether I was annoyed about it or not, I probably would have just taken a fucking broom down there and swept it off and been like annoyed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and my dad both were like, oh, absolutely not. No, like that's a silly, petty thing to even sense. complain about. Yeah. So weigh in. Do like should I have packed the fucking gravel? I don't even know what that means. But yeah. if I, if there's something I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not doing, please let me know. Cause I don't ever want to be like an unintentional asshole. Um, but it feels like, it feels like, is this why they haven't been friendly to us? Because yeah. like the gravel started transferring and they were mad about it. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, circling back to, <laughs> um the birthday stuff um we wanted to talk about ollie's we we talked about ollie's birthday on the last episode we wanted to talk about um like our birthday memories and um put something in the group about it and did you put something in patreon too i did yeah we got a couple um so but then we got off topic um do you have any of those pulled up uh no I don't. Oh, I can pull some up. Okay, but we can yeah. start with like. I thought some... we'd just start with like something of ours. Yes. Um. So, birth. I I remember the majority of my birthdays were held at the Ellettsville High School swimming pool. Uh, my birthday is in October, and so it's too cold to go outside. Um, but I was just like always kind of like a sporty tomboy type of girl. And I didn't want a birthday that uh, I'm just like awkward about people like staring at me or like things being about me, I guess. So like I hated the part where you sang the birthday song, mm-hmm. any of that. So it was like, oh, I could have a pool party at the Ellettsville High School pool, which was very affordable to rent. Um, and then we would just like swim the whole time. So I could invite a bunch of people and it wasn't a big deal and we could just do that. And mm-hmm. so I did probably like... The majority, I mean, every birthday that I remember, with the exception of one party, um, I did at that pool. And I remember when I was thinking about my 10th birthday uh, with Ollie turning 10, um, I remember so my dad's mom, uh, my grandma Bates, she had cancer. Um, and then she went into remission and then she was like right it was like right before that like milestone year I don't know if it's like five years or whatever it is where it's like hey if you can make it this long um a lot of times you're in like full remission you know it's fully you're looking good it's like right before that uh her cancer popped up in another spot in her body and then it just kind of like went everywhere and I remember uh, my 10th birthday felt like a big one, you know, double digits. Uh, we did the pool party and, um, I was in the fourth grade and I remember like being really upset at my grandma for not coming to my birthday. I'm like, this is a big deal. And I was like pretty close with my grandma Bates because I would go, my sister and I would go to their house, uh, before <laughs> and after school. Um, and I had a lot of friends that lived in that neighborhood. We were just there all the time. But I was super upset with her that she didn't come to my birthday. Um, but I remember she like had me and my family over for dinner and she made 
my favorite dinner that she would make, which I can't remember if it was meatloaf or lasagna. I want to say it was lasagna. But um, and I remember being like a little bratty about it because it's like, yeah, thanks for the, the dinner. But like, I really wanted you to come to my party and I'm like really upset that you aren't coming. But she just like was really sick. Um, And then like less than two weeks later, she died. Yeah. And um, I remember going to her house, which I feel like maybe I've talked about this on the podcast before. I remember going to her house and they told me that she had died and I had one of those kid moments of like, okay, I'm going to like go outside and play. And everybody else was crying. And I went out to play with my friends. And I remember a couple of them asking me like about it because they had heard. Um, and I, f- I remember feeling bad that I like wasn't crying, but I felt like it just wasn't hitting me. And I was almost still like a little mad that she yeah. had missed my birthday. It's like, how could you miss my birthday and then go and like fucking die? Like, how could, how dare you? Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be a big time for me and a big important event. And now I have to like, yeah, deal with this sadness, but I didn't know how to deal with it. And my sister was like so rocked by it. And then it felt like there was just this period where I just like didn't really have her anymore and then very soon after that I'd have to ask my parents but I mean I think like literally within six months of my grandma dying my sister and I were still going over to their house before and after school and my grandpa would be there um at one point we went over there one day like after school and he wasn't home and he had changed the locks Mm -hmm. so my sister tried to use her key to get in and we couldn't get in yeah. And so then we had to go to the neighbor's house and call my mom and my mom had to leave work to come get us. <laughs> um, and it just, it, it felt like, I don't know. It, it felt like she died and then like everything changed in such a big way. Yeah. And then my grandpa got remarried like sooner than we wanted him to for sure. Um, and then that felt really weird. And well, that, I mean, it was pretty much because uh, essentially your grandpa needed someone to take care of him. It was yeah, pretty transactional, wasn't it? It felt like that at first. Yeah, it felt like they met very quickly, got married really quickly. And then very quickly, she was trying to like be a grandma that I didn't fucking ask for. Right, yeah, no, thank you. But also like on her own terms. And right. so then it was like, okay, well, as soon as I'm not going to like jump right into that relationship then it was very like then I just didn't ever see him you know Mm -hmm. and I think even before my grandma had died I didn't see him a lot in that way of like oh my god I love hanging out with my grandpa um he's just somebody that like should have never had kids even you know and like everything I've heard about my grandpa's mom is very similar she like she shouldn't have had kids she was very cold he should have had kids he's not a cold person He's just like so uninterested. You know what I mean? Like if I wanted to go over there to like. Just in his own world. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I wanted to go over there to like play a board game with him, he'd be fine with it. But he's not trying to like get to know me or talk to me or uh, invite me over. Feels like, you know, he 
reaches out to my parents sometimes uh, so that like they'll cook a dinner for him or something. But like it's usually pretty awkward. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. To bring it back to the birthday, that's the one that sticks out for me the most. Okay. Um, not just because that's the birthday we just went through with Oliver. And so it's on my mind. Yeah. But that is one that hits really immediate for me is that like it was a big birthday for me. And then I had this big tragic event and then it felt like everything shifted for yeah. a long time. Well, my, I was really trying to think myself of like, what's my most memorable one. And unfortunately for me, um, I mean, my birthday is eight days from Christmas. So I can't, I couldn't remember what was Christmas and what was my birthday looking back. But like of all the gifts, if I really had to think about like, man, what was the one that like, I just cherished the most and outside of, I couldn't think of anything other than my drums, like that I still have that I can think of like a tangible thing, but man, that could have very well been a Christmas thing or a hybrid thing. I can't remember. I'd have to ask my mom, but like it meant so much to me because again, my brother had a kit that he had got a really shitty CB percussion, like, I mean, $300 for everything all in, out the door. Like, I mean, really like cardboard, basically. But that was the first kit like in the house that I had access to. And it was kind of like, you know, with our kids where, uh, yeah, it was Jeff's, but I was fighting to play it all the time to where Jeff eventually got so fed up with me that he's like, yeah, it's fine. Just fucking play him. Um, and that's where Jeff got like back into, not back in, but leaned into guitar. But then that's where we would jam more. And I can't remember if I was seven or eight. Um, but yeah, like it was a Yamaha. Um, oh shit. I'm trying to, trying to remember the model name of it, but, uh, yeah, it was a black, uh, pretty standard kit. Um, I would argue still a cheap kit, but to me, like wood ages well, and I'll, I can make it sing. I used it on tour. Uh, I refinished it with Ollie. What was that like three, four years ago now where it had seen some better days because I like, that was the kit that I grew up with basically. Um, and it's just on the other side of this wall. It's completely uh refinished and it looks like a million bucks it sounds like a million bucks um and i'm pretty sure my mom got it at the smith holden there in bloomington when it was still downtown in that cool building with the big you know mm -hmm. score on the side um but i remember I, I i can't remember any other gifts uh still that like it was like a disbelief like it took a minute to sink in like you didn't really no way. Like, and I like walk down the stairs and you'd look at it and you're like, no way. Like, this is mine, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll be forever grateful to my mom for, um, making that happen. And, you know, I know it wasn't an easy trigger to pull. Um, but I, I know my mom was adamant that I like had my own stuff and, you know, I did some lessons here and there. Um, I can't remember how long I'd have to ask her how long those lasted, but they didn't last very long. I remember because they were in Bloomington and it was a coordination thing, but, um, I was also trying to think, cause I mentioned that, you know, my birthday is so close to Christmas that a lot of times 
I mean, obviously as parents now you would think, um, yeah, we're going to make this to our advantage, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I had a cousin who was 10 days younger than me. Uh, she's my first cousin. Um, and for the longest time, like when we would get together at like my grandma's house and do Christmas there, um, it was always like joint parties for her and I. And then we would like move on like to the Christmas stuff. So I'm trying to look at it as like a pro and con thing. So it doesn't sound like I'm just like, Ooh, you know, yeah. The pro I would say was like, it was, it was, it was always exciting to like get there. And know that, like, okay, whatever Andrea's going to get, like, we then get to play with it together. And it's always some sort of, like, dual present. And the mm -hmm. one that's, like, sticking out in my head is, like, the classic horse on a stick with a cowboy hat. And then, the you know, the gun shooters. And yeah. So then we play, you know, whatever. Uh, but I will say, like, after a while, um, and I think, I think they recognize that. Because I think it did stop fairly, you know, early. But there for a while, for a couple of years at least, I think both her and I were like, okay, I know whatever you're going to open this. Like, okay, that's what I got. Damn it. You know, yeah. like we, we are, we are forever bound to be like, to get the same thing. Like, well, yeah. you know, that, that's not a complaint. That's just like, as a kid, that's, that was how I, I don't know. That's how you felt in the moment. But yeah. I do remember now that I'm saying that I was just putting myself like on grandma's floor and like sitting there. Shout out to my uncle Steve for getting me an REO Speedwagon uh, <laughs> CD when I was like literally, I don't know, like seven or something like that. Like uh, most kids at, at that age would not be getting a CD of REO Speedwagon greatest hits. But I remember opening it up and being so excited that I said like, because, you know, it was like my new band of the week. I was like, oh, REO Speedwagon's my, uh. and then everybody, of course, had to correct me and not REO. Yeah. And I was embarrassed, but. No, it, it is cool to like, I still have it somewhere. It's probably on one of these CD stacks that I have. But, yeah. uh, and then also my uncle Steve was well known for like the top notch gift wrapping, you know, just oh, like the extra still is. Yeah. And, uh, I love that. Yeah. Do you have something? Sorry to. No, I just, I pulled up the Patreon ones. Oh, okay. So we could. Before we get to those, what about gag gifts? I'd be curious to, I didn't see a whole lot of. Maybe there was, and I just missed one. But like, gag gifts freak me out because I don't know how to act. I don't. I, I'm terrible at like going along with like, oh, ha, ha. come on, look. Who, I think I'm better at it than. Who's the fucking worst about gag gifts? Your grandpa. My fucking grandpa. <laughs> I literally want to be wrong. My here. other, my other grandpa, my mom's dad. Uh, God, he used to like fucking love it was he didn't get a gag gift for everyone. It was like whoever was the target that year. Yeah, I remember one year. Yeah, it was but one year, like but like, one year it was you. Yeah, hand on the shoulder, like, hey, just so you know. Like <laughs> Yeah. And it's like it's what's funny is it's not even necessarily I don't even feel like it's a gag gift, but it's the like you wanna, wrapped it in a box that was like a mailbox box. Right. And so then he's like you open it up and yeah. he wants you to think he got you a mailbox. And so he's like, open it up, open it up. And then 
<laughs> I remember though, even that year, I remember everybody was so annoyed, but I was like, actually in that moment, I was like, it's not that bad. Like, well, and then, fine. and then like, sometimes <laughs> you would open it up and it would be like an ornament that he had made yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. No. And I'm it's just funny saying that the like, idea of knowing someone is going to gag gift me and like having to like react. It's like, here you go. Like, yeah. I want to open the curtain. Like, ah, yeah. Just, just don't, just don't give me anything at all, actually. Just literally. You know what I mean? Please just <laughs> I'll just don't. watch. Yeah. No. <laughs> I used to, I will say, as a kid, though, we would do that to my dad. Like, I remember one year we bought him um, really big, I mean, they were big, sparkly, sequined, like, underwear. Yeah. I, he just threw it in his drawer. It's like, ha kids, you know? Yeah. It had no function. We would do silly stuff like that. But the idea, like, once you're an adult, like, cut it out. <laughs> I remember <laughs> um, I remember one year for my sister, she, um, what was the one little, she had just moved to Nashville, I think. Um, for her birthday, I bought her like $100 worth of toilet paper. And I mm. did it because I thought it would be funny for her to open up this like insane amount. I think I literally had like stacked in a basket and it was just like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to go get your birthday present. And my sister always has been pretty excited to get my birthday gifts because I'm like a decent gift giver. Um, whenever I have the headspace to be a good gift giver. Um, and I brought out just like an insane amount of toilet paper, uh, because I also didn't buy like Charmin, you know, I bought like probably just like whatever that store's brand was. Love it. But it was an insane amount of toilet paper. But she was like, hey, actually, this is an incredible gift because I hate spending yeah. money on toilet paper. Yeah. So it was like a functional mm -hmm. stupid gift. Yeah. But I hate I hate <laughs> gag gifts. I'm just like not because I just don't ever want to assume that it's a gag gift if it isn't. And like one year, speaking yeah. of my grandpa's new wife, uh, who has since mm. passed so but she was like truly a terrible gift giver. It wasn't even she was trying to gag And gift. she wasn't trying to gag gift. But I remember one year she bought one of my cousins who was like probably in his late 20s to early 30s at this point. Bought, bought him seriously a soap on the rope. And it's like he opened it. He, op he opened it and we're all looking like. Where's we started, the second part of this? We started <laughs> and then we started laughing because we thought it was a gag uh, gift. And then you look at her and she looked crushed. Yeah, that's the that everybody was like it, yeah. laughing at her gift. You could tell she was embarrassed. And now, then see, I think, that's the thing where I it's think like, she got a little I, mad. I remember even at that time, like you you kind of prepping me when the first couple times we went there is like, hey, just so you know, if she gets you anything, it's probably gonna be terrible. It may not be, but it might be. And I remember being like, guys. I'm so just like happy to be here. Like, I don't, I remember having that feeling of like, I literally don't care what it is. And I think I remember actually the first time I got something, everyone was like, damn it. You actually got something of you. It was like a, yeah. like a nice pillow or something. Yeah. No, I remember one <laughs> year. She, I, yeah. If it comes from the heart, like I'm not going to hate. It's the, there was one year that for me, and I think I'm, I had to have been about 20 at the time. She got me like a fairy. I remember that. I remember that. Nightlight. And a pencil, like a pencil with like a little like poof ball on top. Like And listen, I like school, you know? I like silly quirky things, but this stuff was truly made 
for like a four to five year old's bedroom. And it wasn't cute. You know, they make that shit now and it's yeah, like right. cute and quirky. I love a cute quirky gift. But this was truly the ugliest thing I'd ever seen <laughs> in my life. I would have never bought it for anyone, anyone for any reason whatsoever. But she was like, <sighs> it just started to feel like, are you buying this stuff because you thought that I would like it? Or are you buying it because you saw it and you thought it was cute and it was like $5 or less? But there's no way that you saw that and thought Kate's going to love that. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, please just don't get it. Just don't give me anything. Yeah. I'm so fine to just be here because it it's giving gag, gag gift, but I know yeah, that it's I know, not. Right. That's what and so it. then it <laughs> just <laughs> becomes, yeah, really, God, uncomfortable. Uh, okay. Well, I am I have one I can kick off. It's okay. a little fun. A okay. little, little uh, touch point. Uh, homie in the group put, he's from Bedford. And it's so honest. did you see that? It's that honest. the... Um, the thing I should just probably actually pull it up and read it. I was trying to, <laughs> I grew up in Bedford, Indiana, and the coolest place to have your birthday party was for sure Mr. Gaddy's. And it, it's kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese, but a smaller scale, I think. And it is, yeah, it's well, nah, it might be about the same like size, but scale is like as an operation. Like, yeah, it was a chain, I think it still is a chain, but definitely like a, just like more regionally, more, very regional. Yeah, maybe just a few of them. Um, uh, he said, oh, no, it's a McAllister's Deli now. Bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. Childhood. But yeah, no, touch point. Same. Same, homie. I went to Eastern. And uh, so obviously anybody from around Greene County knows there's it's literally nothing. It's like a gas station in the woods. Some road. Truly like not even a stoplight, There's not right? even, No, it's not even like, a town. It's just literally like ro- like highway through woods. You wouldn't. You would think you're just like in between towns. You wouldn't even think it's a town. So, but there is a school. Um, now there's a, it used to all be like elementary connected to the middle school, connected to the high school, very small. And then since I left, they've built a high school down the road. Yeah, that high school is nice. It I remember really playing nice, volleyball actually. in yeah. that gym. Um, I've only been in a couple times. To watch me play volleyball? Hell yeah. <laughs> and then the, um, so yeah, to when I was, you know, that age to do anything you'd have to drive to bloomington which was a good chunk of time or yeah you could drive down to like uh go to mr gaddy's that was the thing like trips to bedford were a bummer if you didn't go to mr gaddy's i think i've only been to mr gaddy's maybe one time (sighs) oh yeah i'm sure it's the same memory that anybody who like when they were a kid went to chuck e cheese yeah it's the same concept of like you know tickets and games and pizza and all that stuff but uh, i remember there was a skee-ball machine this is the best. There was a ski ball machine that was like old and worn out. And if you pulled on the tickets just hard enough, light enough, but hard enough, you could like get like an extra, it'll just keep spinning. Cause that gear would just give out. Yeah. Oh, I, you should, but you gotta be careful cause they catch you on the cameras and yeah, oh, I loved going there for sure. Yeah. I did not do that. Did you ever do pizza hut, uh, birthdays? Pizza Hut birthdays. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'd have, yeah. No. I had a few of those. You just like get some friends together, get some big pizzas. I remember we were, I think that we were more of a Chicago's pizza when Chicago's was where the Mexican restaurant is now in Spencer. In Spencer, yeah. Um, well, the problem with the Pizza Hut, I would say, in Spencer is like, it's in a little strip. It's not in a traditional, like, it's not in the hut, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then after that, like, we would get 
no. Yeah. Mm. I never, I don't even think I ate in at that pizza hut until I started working there mm. in high school. Someone else said they, their traditions that they, uh, multiple people said that uh, they got to choose what was for dinner. Like that was the family choice, I guess, for mm-hmm. the night. I don't know if I ever really did that or not. Maybe, but it did, doesn't stick out. I, I mean, I definitely know that that's like now, uh, when before we moved, whenever we would go over to my parents' house for dinner, it was like a choice, you yeah. know? Um, I would assume when I was a kid it was, but I don't really remember that. You know, it was also just like my birthday was my birthday party and that was what it was. I don't remember it being a big celebration type thing. Did you um, did you choose the same type of like uh, cake or dessert every year for it? I always did cookie cakes. Me I'm, too. I am not someone that actually likes that regular actually cake. Um, and so, yeah, no, I don't. And uh, my mom would always, I can remember, and like the, oh, I don't remember where we got ours from. We but got the, ours from Babs. The, the picture that you used um, for this question in the group, you used from, actually, that was my 10th birthday. And that oh, was yeah. a cookie cake that my mom brought into my fourth grade class. Um, and yeah, I always did cookie cakes. I actually wish that we still did cookie cakes instead of regular cake. I mean, we can. Let's do it. I know. Okay. It just feels like everybody else in the house likes regular cake, so a lot of times I'll just go with that. But we I would prefer like, like I would prefer a cheesecake or a cookie cake or noted something else because I'm just not a big cake person. Okay. I think it's the icing. It's my tummy hurt. Yeah, it can be rich at times. Do you have any? Um. Yes. There's there's so many in here. I'm afraid we're actually going to run out of time. Do you think we should try to punch them in, or do you think we should save some for the bonus? What do you think? Um, Looks like Monroe's here for the kids. Yeah. Let's do this one and then a few more out of there and then we'll decide. Maybe we'll do just like uh, we had talked about doing another like mini-sode uh, where it's not a bonus episode, but it's just like a little mini yeah. for the Patreon. Maybe okay. we'll just share the rest of them over there. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a couple in here that I'd, I'd do, I would feel bad not getting in there because I feel like we've been pretty light so far. So Okay. Well, this one said, um, oh, man, my mom was the birthday queen when I – Wanted a Pocahontas party. She literally set up six plus teepees in our living room and had themed games. My brother wanted a cowboy party. She built a shooting gallery and had us put out candles with water guns. We were broke as hell, but she made everything mm-hmm. using what we had. Fabric scraps, cardboard, paint, and it was incredible every time. Did I mention she made and decorated our themed cakes too? To this day, she still does it for her grandkids, homemade icing and all. Oh, that's sweet. That is sweet. That reminds me too. It's like I I went really really hard for Ollie's birthdays. Oh yes. Before we moved out here, I loved it. It was like you know I stayed at mm-hmm. home with him or helped you at work. So I didn't. It was like the thing I got to take over. So like Ollie's first birthday party, we did an up theme and it was incredible and it was so cute and I was super thoughtful with the decorations and went to like antique stores to kind of put things together. And then my favorite party ever that we did was the Toy Story party, which was Ollie's second birthday. Um, And we decorated uh, at the warehouse on Morton. And uh, we you had a bunch of boxes, obviously, from like T-shirts and shit. And we built a giant like cardboard box Mm -hmm. castle for Mm -hmm. the kids to like play in. And remember, I covered that garage door with um, blue and white balloons to try to make it look like Andy's... um, bedroom wall and i got like 
I did the whole, I mean, dude, I used we to were love. really excited about having a kid. And then it was like, Ollie, I didn't buy Oliver a birthday gift, but I would buy like for that one, I bought all of the Toy Story characters yeah. and used them as decorations. <laughs> yeah, we did it. But then Ollie yeah. got to have all of those things. Yeah. And it was like, dude, I used to love doing that. And then, yeah. uh, and then when we had Arlo and we moved, it felt like I want to have big fun parties out here, but we don't know anybody. Yeah, come. So then it's like, I'm doing all of this work and I'm spending all of this money and I'm making all of this food for literally our family of five. Yeah. Like, what is That's that That's why we've moved on to like just doing things. We still want to make the memories together. So we just... Yeah, but I feel like Oliver has struggled with that transition because that first year that we lived out here, which again also was like January of 21 was like still high, high COVID time. So like we couldn't go really like I know do anything crazy. Um, so we did um, an overnight at a hotel and we, you know, went and got a little cake and like mm -hmm. just decorated the room. But I remember like six or seven months later, Ollie randomly saying at one point to someone that everyone had forgotten their birthday that year. I was like, what are you talking about? We literally went and did this thing. Yeah. But I think Oliver remembered, no, my birthday, I had like, you know, 20 people there and my yeah. whole family was like singing songs and like had presents. And it was like a whole afternoon dedicated <laughs> to everybody being there for Ollie. And yeah. then we move and now it's like kind of just another day as far as like who Ollie's with. Mm -hmm. But then it's just more like, it's still focused on Ollie, but then we also do still have Arlo at that point who was little and then immediately got pregnant with Simon. And so then it's like, you know, the party is for you and we got cake and all the things, but also like I have to cut a piece for Arlo. I have to also help Arlo do this thing or I have to. So it's like Ollie can't be the true focus center of attention. Yeah, that's the trade off. Like because we don't have family. <laughs> like, well, I know. But then like and not having family here. Yeah. So it's not like I can send the littles with someone so that we can have focus time with Ollie, which was why we tried to do what we did this year, which I feel like went well. But then again, like on Ollie's actual birthday when it was all of us. Yeah. Ollie was like bummed that yeah. like literally made the comment about how it felt like uh, their birth that Ollie felt like they had wasted their birthday not doing anything. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like we made a cake together. We sang, we yeah, went over to Coeur d'Alene and got you a plant. We went to you where you wanted to go for dinner. Like we got, you we did cat. this, but, but did we mention that yet, but <laughs> we had to share the day with the yeah. littles too. And I think for Ollie, it's like if it's not literally 100% about them, then it's not a celebration for them. And it's like, okay, well, I need you to like, I, I can't do anything. It's about not it. all good. You know <laughs> I can't. We, all, like, we have other people in the family. Exactly. I'm so sorry yeah. that they aren't like quietly sitting and yeah. singing to you. And yeah. I don't know. Anyway. And yeah, real quick, uh, just because I said it, we we got a cat. We also got a cat, yeah. Which you have adamantly not wanted a cat, and Oliver has really wanted a cat. We've gone eighteen years without a cat. And then Arlo started mentioning wanting That's a like, cat, and it was like, okay, what if I literally like what triggered it for me was Oliver being like bummed mm -hmm. on Monday. Uh, You've been wanting one midday, for and so then I pulled you in the red bedroom and I was like, hey, what if we like end the day by telling Ollie we're going to get a cat? And you're like, we're going to get a what? And I was yeah. like, yeah, like I've, <laughs> I've kind of wanted one too. Like, I don't know. And 
She's fitting in great. Yeah, she is. We love her so much. She's yeah. so sweet. Um, let's. I'll tell you what. Let's save the entire because I want to give proper time to. We named her Mr. Feeney. Yes. Uh, which I know is maybe a little confusing, but I don't care. Um, we love her, and we picked the name before we picked her. So. Yeah. So maybe it's we'll done. talk about that either on the bonus or a mini, like whatever we'll do next. Yeah. Um. So we'll hold the table it. Story. Yeah. I want to talk okay. about her more? Um. Yeah, because I want to get through at least a few more of these. Okay. Um, I'm going to change the names in these because we're trying to keep the uh, Facebook page private. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, my little sister was born four days before my birthday. From then on, the birthday cakes would say, happy birthday, Bethany. And then way small in the corner and different frosting was, and Carol, because they forgot about me. My sister had super nice gifts wrapped super nice. And I got a piece of paper with the gift written on it because it didn't arrive in time. Ugh. That's such a like a crushing. Yeah. God. Like, please, when it's your birthday, post in the group so we can all wish you a happy birthday yeah. and send some love. Cause that's not, I know, like, once is like not forgivable, but uh, maybe more understandable. But like that being a thing that to you feel have like to a like consistent thing and, now. Like, look forward, quote unquote, to look to. And like, the so fuck sad. it was yours first. You yeah. were the you were you were here first. That's really sad though. That makes me um I hope that now as an adult you have friends or relationships that um really celebrate you on your birthday. I think it is so sad. Yeah. When like people just don't celebrate in that way. And I know that like, you know, you've mentioned what you've mentioned about your birthday, but I remember like also bringing up to you about parties or making people feel really like special and it didn't hit as hard for you because you did have to share your birthday with Christmas and yeah. with one fa- side of the family with a cousin. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't this like huge to do for you specifically as your birthday. And I can't, and I'm not even blaming anybody. It would be really difficult. Sometimes it feels hard for me and Ollie's birthday is a month a month after Christmas. But yeah. it feels like, damn, dude, we just had Christmas and like now I'm supposed to do this thing for you and I gotta figure out what to get you and what to tell the other people they can get you when you just got everything you could ever want <laughs> for Christmas and what did we do here? And yeah. I think um, I think uh, moving forward we almost need need to designate like no, at Christmas time we get these types of things and then we focus on like a very specific thing for birthdays moving forward. You know, I don't yeah. know. We'll talk about it. Or like yeah. an experience. Like Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's so sorry. That's so sad. Yeah. I have another one I'd like to say I'm so sad and so sorry for. Um, uh, my parents thought it'd be funny to pretend they forgot my birthday. I feel like I've heard this so many times, like through the years of like parents doing this. And it's like immediately, it's like, no, don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah. Uh, it says for the entire day. That I fell asleep crying and super upset, and they woke me up later and surprised me with a couple gifts. Then they berated me for being a baby because I was tired and confused and angry that they had done that. I think it was my 11th. I still have an aversion to celebrating my birthday out of fear I'll be let down. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh. It's like the fear of being let down. And someone else said they had the same experience for their 13th. Um, yeah, I can't. You can can, learn how to play a prank. Don't do it like that. I just think (laughs) I just think pranks shouldn't be hurtful. No, like that's not a prank. It's just I'm going to cause you pain for an entire day and then say never mind. 
Yeah. Ha ha. Like, that's not how a prank is That's done. so sad. Yeah, no, I'm sorry about that one. Oh, that reminds me of, a, it's a stupid comparison. I wish I wouldn't have even started talking now. Um, but I watched Jersey Shore and um, they, like a couple seasons ago, maybe it was like Vinny's birthday and they had never celebrated Vinny's birthday on the show before, even though the show's been on for like a decade. Yeah. Um, and the cast purposely like forgot his birthday, but we're talking about it in confessionals. Um, and then literally like at the end of the day, they like, yeah, ha we know it's your birthday. No, it's- but like, it's just sad. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just me. It feels there, I so feel like mean. That's like, that's like taking the five second rule to like the five hour rule. Like you don't know. <laughs> like if, if you play a trick of like, just kid, just kid it. Like it's literally five seconds. You could say, I'm playing a prank on you. I made you feel just, you know what I mean? And then you turn around, you have the present or whatever. Like, yeah. don't make someone go an entire day and literally have to wrestle with thoughts and feelings. And like, reminds me of that prank that was so, going around okay, abusive. Um, a couple, I feel like it was a couple years ago on TikTok, but where people were like pretending to put magic on their kids and they would lift the blanket up and then pretend they couldn't see them. Like the kid oh, was yeah, genuinely yeah, yeah. invisible. Right. It feels like that, but making them be invisible all day. Yeah. Like your kid's sitting in the chair crying, mom, it's me. I'm right here. I'm right here. And then you keep ignoring them literally all day. Yeah. Like it's, it's just. sowing distrust. It's just sad. Yeah. Sorry, <sighs> man. That God, one sucks. That's awful. I've, that's not the first time again, I've heard that from someone too. Again, I really fucking hope. Like I know you mentioned you had some aversion to celebrating your birthday now. I hope that you have a relationship at some point, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship that mm-hmm. like treats you the way that you should be treated on your birthday and yeah. celebrates you in that way. Because birthdays, I love what the one said that I wrote or that I read about how they didn't have a lot of money to spend. It's like birthdays don't have to be this like super expensive experience. It's no. like literally just having someone mm-hmm. celebrate the fact that like they get to be with you and have a relationship with you and today is all about you like you don't have to even spend money you don't have to give gifts yeah. if you don't have the the finances for that or if you're somebody that doesn't like receiving gifts like you can still have a day where you just feel really celebrated yeah. and i think that's really devastating to think that like because you didn't ex- you didn't get that in your childhood, you don't expect that from people later. Yeah. Because if I came to you and was like, "Hey, dude, like birthdays just weren't celebrated when I was a kid. It just is what it is," I would hope that you'd be like, "Oh, fuck that. That's like really fucking sad." And okay, you didn't get to have the first eighteen birthdays celebrated, but guess what? You're gonna have mm-hmm. all of them with me, like super celebrated, because you are worth celebrating. Yeah. I don't know. That's awful. I've seen just a couple more and we'll wrap it up here. Um, there were a couple people who mentioned they were 9-11, like their birthdays. Oh my God, dude. On or near 9-11. Yeah. Um, so the, their obviously birthday celebration around that time was very like just weird and mm-hmm. um, not under, someone said they didn't understand the gravity, but they understand like it feels like it was yesterday. Um says a few years later we were handing out cupcakes in the middle of class and they came on the intercom for a moment of silence and everyone who lost their lives in that moment i felt this sense of guilt for celebrating that always stuck with me it's a bittersweet day like yeah that would feel guilty yeah like yeah i'm supposed to be happy on a day that's so sad for other people yeah mm. speaking of guilt 
Um, not to like shoehorn this conversation. Um, but I do remember having a thought that I wanted to get out about presence and being from a, um, a split home. And I think other people would probably, I'm sure anybody from a divorced home has had this problem. I was thinking about this guilt that I had growing up where my mom would have, I'd have a list of things to ask for my mom. And then I'd have to have a list of things to ask for my dad. And through a certain age, especially, you know, a young ADHD kid like me, you can't keep straight who you ask for fucking what. And I remember a handful of gifts uh, that I got like duplicates of and trying to hide the fact that I had gotten them from the other parent. You know what I mean? And I remember specifically there was this like uh, old jacket from Old Navy that I thought was really cool. And... Marilyn found out that like my mom had also gotten it for, and it was this like big thing. And I felt just so guilty of like, I wasted their money. Uh, I could have, you know, gotten something else or like, it's like my fault in a weird way. But then I'd have to, well, no, I can keep one here for like when I'm here and I'll just like trade off. I'll keep the other one, you know? Yeah. And I had a handful. It was a jacket specifically. I remember uh, anybody who has like those tabletop, uh, wooden easel like art stations with the drawer in it. I yeah. had two of those, a couple of video games, some movies, stuff like that. And yeah, there was this weird guilt of uh, I'm upsetting another person for getting me a gift when it was supposed to be their gift. I don't know. It's this weird thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that's kind of um, it's an uncomfortable feeling anytime that like someone, multiple people get one of our kids the same gift and they open up the second one and they're like, oh, we already have this or whatever. I know that there's that initial just like, ugh. Yeah. I can't imagine having that between my parents and like you knowing for a very, very, very long time that your parents were like not in a good place. Oh, yeah. So it's also like there's this weird fucking tension there that oh yeah no for the longest time i would absolutely say my parents hated each other like i think that's out loud yeah um and i had to live and they they had like no feeling of like oh we should hide this so that our kids don't feel that maybe they did and i just said worse things you know everything (laughs) that you've told me and everything i've heard both of your parents say y'all it didn't come off like they were worried about you knowing if they didn't like each other no but now they i think have you know reached a point i I think i've reached a point in life where they can at least be um yeah cordial i guess i've already used the term um i'm trying to think of the last time they've been in the same room together I know. I mean, I feel like the last time that we would have been in the same room with them would Maybe have been... Maybe ball games or something, but that's been like... Well, no, I was thinking like, you know, when we would have those parties for Oliver, your parents would come. Well, yeah. And they just would not I'm interact think, with like, each other at all. I'm in the last like, few years. Like, has there been anything where they've been... I think the last time I saw your parents in the same room together would have been at the last birthday party we had yeah. for Oliver. Because okay. we didn't... Yeah. We didn't have a birthday party for Arlo for everybody before we left because it was COVID. So probably down there at the, yeah, on Main Street at that house. So we had something there, right? Yeah, Ollie's yeah. sixth birthday. Yeah. Long time. So, yeah, it's few and far between, but I still think like they did it and I think they could do it now. And uh, again, I think they've reached a point where it's like, you know what, past lives. You know what's I funny think, though? I don't know. I'm not I them. feel like even at that 
at that birthday party, they stayed in separate stay, rooms. Stayed away from each other. Yeah, for a like they bit. do yeah. not. I mean, they don't talk to each other. No, that's that's the that's where the we're cordial. You know, I don't think they're like friendly. Yeah. Like, let's get into some convos and whatnot. But yeah, I think there's just this point in life where it's like that's just fucking life, man. Like, but it's, it's just like a long time to carry. <sighs> yeah, I know. Like, I just can't imagine. Like, again, you and I we've talked a little bit about like the one time where we weren't sure I wasn't sure if we were going to work. I can't, I don't know what you would have to do for me to get to a point of hating you and let that hate carry for like, you are 33 years old. Yeah. Like carry for, for that long where it's like, you can't even get to a place of like, yeah, I just, mm, yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't even really know where I'm going good, with it. it just, I, I, I'd, ha- I'd love to have an actual conversation, I think, with my mom and dad, and like maybe just touch base with them individually and be like. But hey, I also I'm just wish curious, that, like, like if, where... if the three of you, which I don't think they would even agree to do it, but like what? sit down, but like the three of you. Yeah, I don't know. I think for all of them, it's like uh, it'd probably be like a what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, that's the kind of what I was like. What's the point? Um, there was a thought that crossed my mind because. We were thinking about because we had to postpone our trip to Indiana. Correct. And it just so happened to lay out that like, you know what? If we go in April when we were thinking, they're going to be – Toto's going to be playing in Fort Wayne <laughs> yeah. with Journey again. And man, that'd be really fun to like get – literally whoever is like, yes, I'll go. Well, you're welcome to – like that was my idea. And so like mom, Stormy and Christy and – Jeff and the kids even uh and my thought was like man I'd love for my dad to go and I think I even said out loud to you it's like it does get frustrating being a human in this world and having to like choose what I have to like enjoy with my parent especially when it's so limited yeah and like opportunities to do things with my parents that's what I mean. It's like it's your like, parents. I would love to go. Like I would equally love to see Toto with my mom and my dad. Yeah. But I know if I go with my mom, my dad will feel some sort of way. So like I've already trying to think, okay, what's another concert I could go to also with him? Like the next time I'm back to like even it out uh, because I want to make Which sure that's... they both feel like I want to see music with them. And I don't well, think we... And I think that's where the answer is to the what's the point. It's like, well, this right here is an example of what the point is. Yeah. If you guys were in a place where like, I don't need y'all to be fucking friends, but also can you remember at one point you liked each other enough to make me and I am on this planet now and I was, I want to spend time with both of my parents. And even as a 33-year-old, I feel like I have to choose. Yeah. And when we don't live near you... That is a really sucky yeah. feeling to have. I'm not even saying though, just to be fair in this situation, this is that was all hypothetical. Like, I am trying to actually make something work when we go home to maybe see and see who wants to come. Uh, I'm not saying if I don't ask my dad, he would say no. Like, I do feel like there would be a small chance, not take my mom out of the equation. I think my dad driving to Fort Wayne and making a big thing of it is just that in itself is like, I don't know. <laughs> my dad well, yeah. very much is a, is a hermit, but, but I even think, if the I concert think, was in Bloomington, I know. Yeah, I yeah. think that like, or there's, a, there's been other things when, uh, when Dan came to the comedy attic in Bloomington, the last yeah, time that we were home, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think you didn't invite both of them on the same night. Oh, like, and, and you yeah. wouldn't have, 
because yeah. that would have been and that's a comedy show yeah. where like y'all don't even have to fucking sit at the same table but you wouldn't have and you didn't and that sucks I know because that's an experience that like would have been fun for you to take both of your parents into the green room and see Dan and talk to him yeah. the, the person we moved 2,000 miles away from our family for yeah. uh, that would have been a nice experience to share with everyone yeah. and like that's not an experience that you get to have and I think that's well, like maybe someday I don't know but if not yeah that's like yeah that's just part of the hand I was dealt I guess and like it's uh we'll make it work you know I've made it <laughs> alright let's end on let's let's end on a couple fun ones here okay, just yeah. real quick ones um this is, this is a friend from back home um where she said family wise uh she got to pick where she went for dinner like the others uh, but living in a small town in Illinois. I didn't know you were from Illinois. I thought you were from Indiana. Uh, where the closest big city was over an hour away. We usually chose local and it was typically Pizza Hut. Uh, <laughs> but as our big birthday, we usually rented out the local skating rink, which is a generous title. Uh, when you think skating rink, you might think of a big wooden oval with carpet and seating around the outside and maybe some form of concession stand. Well, no, this was a concrete square building that only had a few metal rails to help yourself along. <laughs> but it was also so much fun. It was it was always a night of, you know, fun uh, bruised tailbones. But she included a picture. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. It quite literally is just like metal guard railing. Oh, hysterical. And it's it's not curved at all. So if you run into the corner, you're oh, headed yeah, to you're like going. a metal turnbuckle. <laughs> when like that that railing isn't tall enough. You're going over that bitch. No, that is like, not if there is any sort of like approval process to like get this thing built, I'm sure oh, yeah. they went under the rug on a few of those. <laughs> That's so funny. I am. Um, I never had funny. my birthday at Western Skateland, but um, yeah, I don't think I had a birthday there myself. But either, a lot but of other friends had birthdays I there. I definitely remember going Man, a couple times. I used to rollerblade so fucking solid. I could never do the four skate. Like I don't understand how people still. You know, you see people like fucking skating their hearts out yeah. on those regular ass skates. I'm like, I would love to know how to do that. I cannot for the life of me understand the four, the four how it works yeah where it's like the two With and the two stopper in the front yeah yeah no, no babe, i need my dude, wheels in a line i need same. my wheels to be rounded i remember being like younger and i would i could do inlines like literally no problem absolutely no problem but i yeah i get on the little two and two the little fours uh it felt like i was like literally on one ball like I could not. Stand I felt like up. I'm skating on so like quick. rounded like bricks because <laughs> yeah. the because the side of the wheel is like Ooh. sharp. Yeah, you know, like a a rollerblade. They're you rounded. Have some movement. They're so rounded wheels. Yeah, but like ankle breakers. No thanks. <gasps> Dude. Yeah, I moved right past that one. All right, and let's end on this one. Another friend uh, who grew up uh, in Fort Wayne during the '90s. Uh, so most of the birthday parties were at Discovery Zone or the Roller Dome. My 10th birthday present was seeing the Oops, I Did It Again tour in Noblesville. Damn, brag. And I dug up the mementos from my basement. No. And so she posted literally, hold on, one of the girls. Okay. So she posted a picture of the shirt that she had, <gasps> the Britney shirt. And it looks like no. she has her Ticketmaster stub. <gasps> With some, yeah, Britney memorabilia. Get that over here. Let me see that. (laughs) Girl, you could sell that now. (laughs) Sure could. Oh, my gosh. What a treasure. I love it. (sighs) (laughs) Oops, I did it again. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. That's such a 90s birthday, like, gift, too. Oh, (laughs) 
My first concert ever was also on my birthday, uh, my 16th birthday, yeah. and it was Reliant K, and it was at a church in like Zinesville, um, but a bunch of girls from, I can't remember if it was the softball team, I think it was, um, that were Reliant K, Reliant K fans also went. Dude, it was so fun. Um, and I remember I got a shirt and I loved it. It was so cool. And then my best friend at the time, uh, I went over to her house and I was wearing the shirt and I walked in her door and fucking like caught the door jam or whatever, you know, and it literally like caught the shirt and ripped it. And I was so upset. But I remember in the in the moment, I don't remember if I, I probably didn't, but I like for whatever reason, like blamed her, you know, it's like you fucking bitch. Like, girl, this was my fucking birthday shirt. Like, I'm being super upset. But I wasn't, like, confrontational enough as a friend, I think, to, like, tell her that I was blaming her. But in my fucking but in my fucking head, I definitely was. I was pissed. Because That's I'm like, funny. I can't I can't go rebuy this. Uh, but, sorry. dude, Reliant K for anybody else? Hell yeah, man. Love it. Shit was great. I think my first concert was James Taylor. Pretty sure. It was my that, dad. That tracks. I do remember because I'm trying to think. There were, I went to a few when I was younger for sure. I'm just trying to put them in chronological order. They were cool concerts, actually. I went to a Def Leppard Journey concert when I was younger. Um, anyway, yeah. So I interrupted the James Taylor show, and my I think it actually embarrassed my dad. It was at the ISU, like some auditorium. So it was a big like where they play basketball. So it was a big auditorium, and we were on the floor seats. And I get up and I just wanted to go shake his hand. Cause I think my dad's like, you gonna shake his hand? You gonna shake his hand? And in the I, middle of a show? And I took that to heart in the middle of a show. Yeah. But he, the way James Taylor plays, <laughs> he doesn't, it's not like while he was playing. So he likes to play a song or two and then he'll pause and then he'll make like slight strum, but he'll like tell some story. He'll talk to the crowd a little bit. And like I just walked straight up there and he was like, well, hey, young man, like it stopped playing his guitar and looked in it and I and I just <laughs> and he bless him he shook my hand how old do you think you were uh six maybe oh, seven okay forgiven no that's really cute I thought you were gonna say like 13 oh no 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 that's what I'm trying to say like my first one that I can no, actually remember cute. and he shook my hand and uh he asked what's your name I was like Logan he's <laughs> like that's so cool my son's name is Logan and I was like <gasps> Like I was like, so you like, are his oh son my now. God. And, then I, and then you know they got me back to my seat. And my dad was so excited. He's like, "You're never gonna wash that hand again, are you?" Oh, oh. that was a fun. That was a good first concert because I'm I'm 99 sure Steve Gadd was on tour drumming with him. And it's like I didn't know at the time. Like I was watching just legends play. Um. And then, yeah, we had a couple bad concerts in there, too. I remember going to one with my dad to see Phil Driscoll, which we, if anybody doesn't know, I know we're running long here. This is a mishmash of an episode. Oh, yeah. Well. Um, but there was this guy, Phil Driscoll, and he's an amazing trumpet player. And my we would watch him um, on TV. It was like on these, it's like a, you know, a Christian um, independent kind of station of kinds. But he would, it was literally, he would just have a show where he would you know, do a little scripture and, you know, what lessons or whatever. But it was primarily, mostly just music and performances. Mm -hmm. 
And so we would just have that on and we would just watch that occasionally. And dad had a CD and we, it was a Christmas. Great. I still listen to it from time to time. It's a, a heaven and nature swing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that came to me. I could, I could remember what it was called, but it's called heaven and nature swing. Wow. Um, mm. But my dad was like, hey, he's coming through town. You want to go? I was like, yeah, I do. Uh, it was at some random high school. I want to say it was like in Mitchell or something. Um, very small in their little high school auditorium. There were maybe 13 people there. <laughs> and <laughs> played a few songs. Turns out it wasn't the band. It was just him and like some recordings, which was really weird. It, that was off-putting. But we're like, we're going to we'll give it a try. And we didn't make it, but maybe a couple few songs in because... We were unaware. We knew we were watching him uh, on a, you know, independent Christian channel. Uh, we obviously at the time we went to church. So it wasn't like that far out of like, that, you know, totally fine. Yeah. But it was like set sets the trumpet down like the keyboardist who's on stage with him, like turn the keyboard off. And then they like do a very I'm pretty sure it was it's a a um I'm pretty sure he belongs to a Pentecostal sect, I believe. Okay. But they did, yeah, it was, you know, on the floor, kind of out of nowhere. It took me by super surprise, definitely took my dad by surprise. And then we were, I remember we were like, just let it, like, kind of let it pass. Like, they'll, they'll be done in a sec and we'll get back to the music. This shit went on for like, it was like 15 minutes. And then we were like, all right, we've just. Time to go. I guess we'll get out of here. Yeah. Cause like we came to see jazz music, man. Like, yeah. it, and if that's your thing, great. But it was just totally caught us way off guard. We yeah. did not know what we were getting into. We thought literally we were going to a concert. And I think we were going to some sort of like mini revival of sorts, I think. Yeah. You know? Again, that's your thing, but it just wasn't I, what either we read misread the flyer <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. it was build wrong. So yeah. uh okay. Well let's um let's get out of here on this one. We can talk now officially that the new Patreon level is live. It, yes, it is. It's called the after school club. Yeah. It's five dollars and you'll get all the stuff. Um there's merch code. There will be um we're not going to commit to like monthly Zooms, but we will make sure that we do them every once we'll in a while. periodic Zooms. Yeah. Um, it'll have the bonus episode. We're going to be more intentional about getting uh, bonus content in there. So um, the other, uh, you know, if you're already a member of another uh, tier, um, you'll have the next month to move if you want to. I mean, I would encourage you to just go ahead and scoot yourself on over there now because yeah. why, why send more if you're in one of those higher tiers? Um, but those will be there for another like month or so just mm -hmm. to kind of give people the time to move over. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all in there. So if you're interested in bonus episodes, um, then for sure hop out over there. Um, if you are not in the Facebook group, um, I would highly recommend it. We have some more birthday stuff from the Facebook group. Um, so we'll talk more about that, uh, either on the next episode or if we do a little mini-sode um, for the Patreon, which we do those every once in a while too. Those are 15 or 20 minute um, little episodes on random shit that we find or want to talk about. Um, if you want to send in a story, you can do that to my life at brokenyouthclub.com. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to send in um, a voice memo, you can call the hotline for that. 
Um, and yeah, I think that's is that kind of yeah. That's no, kind of it. Got a bonus coming out this week, and yep. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna keep on keeping on. That's right. So I I have a bunch of notes here. So I'm we'll we're gonna go to dinner, and then we'll talk about when we're gonna record the bonus here in the next little bit. Mm-hmm. We got some fun stuff to talk about still. Yeah, and then we're gonna be sharing some stuff in that group. So again, like if you're not in the Facebook group and you want to have any sort of input on what we talk about on the show, um, or if you have like, you know, answers to prompts, but maybe you don't want to send in like your full story, I would just highly recommend getting in there. It's just Broken Youth Club mm-hmm. on Facebook. It's a private group. Yep. Um, but super great. Yeah. And we did obviously the lunch table talk uh birthday edition uh this week. We do have um an email already picked out for we're going to do the bonus <clears throat> with that one. We are. And then we have another one. I think we're going to uh, touch base on on the next one. So yeah. that, that's just to again reiterate to everybody. Yeah. That we took some of this break to kind of sit down and talk about the Patreon a little bit more. Yeah. And yeah, moving forward, part of that is um, we want to get you guys um, your voices involved in this uh, yeah. more again. Yeah. And anybody that joins the Patreon, you'll have access to the bonus episodes that we've already put out. Mm-hmm. Um, the bonus episode for this week, um, I just want to go ahead and share really quickly. Um, we'll put a trigger warning before we do that episode also. Um, but it is going to be um, a story someone sent in about mm-hmm. um, sibling sexual abuse. Um, specifically, uh, it is the writer's kids um so she's mm-hmm. the parent acting in like this uh yeah not act i mean you know it's like her okay. fucking life but um yeah but yeah so it's a it's a heavy this bonus episode will be a heavy one um but i just wanted to let y'all know now so that uh if that's an episode also that wouldn't be a good fit for you um then by all means mm-hmm. skip it but i think it's important yeah. and at the end of it she shares some resources that i think are really important for people to have too so yeah. Yeah, which is um, what I, I did last little asterisk point dot on this is that, you know, you and I have had the conversations recently of like, well, I think it is, it is important for us to have our, you know, our vent conversations and whatnot. I do feel because of the stress of the holidays and Oliver and our medical shit and just kind of like ugh, the last few months we have just kind of let's just talk about our week. And we have been a little less focused on the idea of like talking about what you guys are wanting to talk about too. And yes. so we do recognize that. And like, it comes from us of saying like, we kind of want to get back to what we were doing a few months ago where it was yeah. reading emails and discussing topics. And it's not just like, this is how our lives were a little difficult this week. Cause yeah. that even for me, I can understand how that will get stale and I don't want this to get stale in any kind. Yeah. And stay engaging and helpful and, all the things. Yeah. It's funny. It, we haven't even really been doing it. It's only been a few months that we've been doing the podcast, but it feels like it's been forever. Um, but like, we're still just figuring it out. Right. We're still new to the game and uh, we appreciate everybody for sticking with us yeah. up to this point. And uh, we're excited to see what we can do with 2024. But mm-hmm. um, episode 25, we want to we've made it to 25. We want everybody to feel like they're part of it too. Cause <clears throat> 
that's what this is about. So, but okay, we're going to go to the fancy Target. Let's do it. And uh, And get some food without having to buy other food to then just throw away. Yes. Or having to buy like $8 cereal. Oh my God, (laughs) help. Um, Okay, so yeah, we will talk to you next time. See you guys. Okay, love you, bye. Bye.